Out of Stigma's Shadow is a podcast where young people talk openly and honestly about their struggles with mental health. A note here for sensitive listeners, some of these stories include mentions of self-harm and suicidal thoughts, and they may be emotionally challenging, painful, or difficult to hear. Discretion and self-care are advised. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide or experiencing a mental health or substance crisis, you can always dial 988 for connection to free 24-7 confidential support. Here's Jordan's story. I'm Jordan. I'm 23 years old. I've been biking lately. I love to play video games on PC. I am studying psychology as a degree currently. I enjoy music. I enjoy writing, making videos, um, just overall just being a very creative person. Well, it really started around six years old. I know now what I was experiencing was listening to voices in my head. Imagine like in The Walking Dead, for example, they have the zombies, how they have that noise. It's kind of like that sort of noise all the time, but it's unintelligible. Like it's, you can't really hear anything. It's just a whole bunch of noise. At first it's intrusive, but then the longer it goes on, it becomes normal. I didn't really know how to vocalize that, so it became more of a problem the older that I got by the time I was 12 years old, you know, hearing voices and also experiencing certain traumas throughout childhood, I developed depression um, and then I went to the hospital and then that's how I first started my um, mental health um, journey with doctors and that was the first time I was in an inpatient unit within the hospital, which is where you stay overnight roughly around, well, at least three days, and at most, in my experience, was 12 days. The way that that specific inpatient unit was set up, well, I've been to four different ones. Um, that one, it was very research-heavy, so there was a lot of shadowing. So it was like, instead of me talking to one psychiatrist about how I'm feeling that day, it'll be a room full, like 10 people, and it felt very impersonal, and I, I didn't really enjoy it. But what good did come out of it was the same hospital, they had a different program called the day hospital, which is an outpatient program where you don't have to stay. They pick you up from nine to three every day and you go to therapy, you do art therapy, you, you know, learn about coping skills, medication management, all those. So I did that um, for around a month. So I was out of school in eighth grade for like six weeks. They put me on medication and they diagnosed me with depression with psychosis. Um, you know how people are delirious sometimes and like uh, somebody sees their house burning in front of them and then they, they have an out-of-body experience. I would experience a lot of those and um, that's called um, derealization where you the world does not, it doesn't feel real to you. Um, so that's how I would feel with the psychosis. Um, but I was on a medication, I was doing pretty good and then in the 10th grade, um, I had to go back into the hospital, inpatient ward, and that was the worst experience that I experienced in an inpatient ward was, um, was in 10th grade. So in this case, in this children's ward, it was very, it felt like an asylum. There was like a big plexiglass where the nurse's station was. They couldn't really hear you if you had to talk to them. It felt so drab. The medicine they gave me made me feel like a zombie. I have somebody else was in there, they were going through ECT, which is electroconvulsive therapy. And there was like, it was just, it was a lot of t 
turmoil in that ward and it really it really scarred me and it made me not want to go to the hospital again because of how bad it was um and like i said i went there two after times because i still recognize okay this is something that i needed but you know if i went through that i would definitely never want to go into a hospital again but i did that and then i got better 11th and 12th grade did really good medications right um honors college and i did um research at johns hopkins university in chemical and biomolecular engineering from 11th to like uh right before college i presented i helped my mentor with dissertation all that and i was playing a saxophone i was a section leader in a band and um i was writing poetry i learned chinese so all those things just like as a young person you know i do something and I latch onto it because it's helping me cope with whatever mental turmoil is going on the inside. Um, like I said, I did really good in high school and I got into a top 40 university in the country in the honors college in chemical engineering. It was a very jarring experience being from here and then having to go to a big institution like that. Um, there was a lot of pressure on myself because you know I worked so hard to get to this place as a good school. Um, and my my symptoms with my depression were shifting. Instead of being depressed all the time, I would be awake for days, not need any sleep, uh, talk fast, not need to eat, you know, and just having like addictive traits, you know, like getting addicted to video games, getting addicted to alcohol, getting addicted to prescription drugs. So what happened was all that pressure in that first year of uh, college with all those high stakes, um, I had a really bad bipolar episode, and I had a seizure. I know I was unconscious for three days. I didn't have to do physical therapy, but my eye-hand coordination was off for quite a bit, and um, I did not understand what's going on. Because before that, I'm in high school. It's like, okay, Jordan, you're doing all these good things, you just depressed. Now, I'm like, okay, I really need to go back. So I go back in hospital, this is a, this is a third inpatient. And I get in there, and it's an adult ward this time, so it's, it's different because I was 18. Um, and it, it was it was a really good program. I would definitely say that. And they uh, diagnosed me correctly at that point with bipolar 1 with psychosis, where before I would feel the unipolar depression where it's like, okay, I'm just sad. Now what I experience are what this is called as a manic episode. So in the manic episode, it's just a very self-destructive um, roller coaster ride where your brain only wants instant gratification all the time and it only acts in the present to make you happy. So then you could destroy a lot of your future just in a small part of these episodes. And that's exactly what happened with this one. So I had to I had to leave the university and I was really distraught because it's like, I just worked so hard all this long time and now what am I gonna do? So I go to these doctors and I meet with these doctors. They're not really listening to me. The way that I look, they're not taking me serious. They're like, oh, are you sure you have bipolar? You don't look like bipolar in my other patients. So a lot of that from like 2017 to 2019, because even when I'm dealing with my mental illness, I'm still dealing with racism on, on you know, from these providers, you know? And even when I would go to somebody where it's like, okay, I have this problem. They'll say, oh, Jordan, well, I don't know how to help you because they don't have that cultural competency. So it was a it was tooth and nail really trying to get a right provider. 
things just got worse and worse and worse for me the voices started getting louder in terms of like now i knew i was hearing them before i'm so used to it that the noise feels normal okay i'll just put some loud headphones on but in october 2019 it got so bad like i'll be on a bus stop at school and then it'll be like jump in front of a bus they were like that person is out to get you you know being paranoid at all the time and um trying to kill myself in october 2019 because I, I just i really wanted the voices to stop man i was like this is the only way out so i go back in the hospital and then at that point it was um it was involuntary in the involuntary they have to like watch you like you know suicide watch they they check in on you uh i think like three times a day they knock on the door make sure you're breathing they write that stuff down and i really like that program because it put me on the right path because in that in that hospital they didn't wear scrubs they said we wear regular clothes here because this isn't you we want you to be in society we don't want you to feel like you're in a hospital so that really helped me out because not only did they give me kind of good medicine they gave me a very good provider who i'm with to this day so you know i'm coming off the back end okay i'm getting back into society after you know my suicide attempt and everything and what i experience is the worst episode i ever experienced you know because it's like i get out of the hospital and then they give me the medicine and then it didn't work and then with psychiatry with the psychology field the wait times are long so with the new provider you know who i'm with now it was like a month or two out before i could see her so i wasn't going to work i was spending a lot of money that i don't know where it came from i was meeting all these people people like hey jordan remember we did this i say no to the point where i had met this person i knew them for a week and i was manic and we got a matching tattoo because in my mind i'm in love with them oh my gosh they're so amazing but it's like my brain it just wants to take it just wants to take love it just wants to take my money it wants to take my sanity so it's, it's, it's hard to really fathom. It's very, very hard to think about because I'm not in control of my brain. And at this point in my life with that illness, like it tried every day to kill me. And to this day, if I don't have the lifestyle choices that I have, it could actively do that right now. It could, if I don't take my medicine for two weeks, I don't even know if I'll be able to be in an opportunity like this again. Where I'm at today is um, I've gotten the bipolar disorder strained out. I'm on seven different medications. I'm on an antidepressant, um, a mood stabilizer for the mania, antipsychotic for the psychotic symptoms. I have uh, anxiety medicine. I'm fully medicated. I have a very good regimen. Um, a very amazing support system, friends, family. I've been winning mental health awards. I'm just very, very positive right now and that I just want to get my story out there. That's really the present right now mental illness is indiscriminate i am a 23 year old black man it doesn't matter who how you identify in society white black asian i don't want anybody to think oh well just because i look like this i can never experience that i wish when i was 17 years old i heard somebody like this say these things to me even though it would change where I'm at right now, which I don't want, it might change somebody else for the better.
You've been listening to Out of Stigma's Shadow, a podcast that's part of an initiative to combat barriers to seeking behavioral health care by raising awareness, increasing visibility, and ending stigma surrounding mental health and substance use disorders. Out of Stigma's Shadow is a partnership of Jewish Community Services, Catholic Charities, MedStar Health, NAMI Metropolitan Baltimore, and Behavioral Health System Baltimore. Additional support for this project was provided by the Marilyn and David Karp Philanthropic Fund, Mitchell David Endowment Fund, and Joan G. Klein Fund for Substance Use Disorders. Music for Out of Stigma's Shadow comes from Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Aaron Henkin. I produce the podcast. Thanks for listening, and be well.